This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Red Apple Media Podcast Network presents This is Protecting America. Now, here's Emmy-winning journalist Rita Cosby. And welcome to another edition of Protecting America. I'm Rita Cosby. Some major developments this week as several GOP-led congressional House committees are all investigating various angles in the Hunter Biden investigation and seeing where it all connects to a possible bribery scheme involving his father, President Joe Biden. And joining us now to discuss this is the founder of Just the News, investigative journalist John Solomon, who has broken so many great scoops on many angles involving this and so much more. John, really great to have you here. Yeah, good to be with you, Rita. This was a big week. Do you think some of these whistleblowers and many of their really explosive allegations are game changers? Yeah, listen, I think they are. They're already changing the game because mainstream news media, which uh, since the summer of 2019 kind of turned off the Biden scandal, said there's no there there, are now very seriously investigating not just the fact that Hunter Biden is now admitting he was a tax cheat and he's going to own up to that, but that there are whistleblowers that have provided pretty significant detailed testimony and contemporaneous documents showing there was extensive and irregular political interference in the uh, taxing case an interference that kept search warrants that had been properly predicated from being executed, witnesses from being interviewed, questions about the big guy from being asked, and charges from uh, being filed, even though there was widespread agreement from the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office to the U.S. Tax, uh, Justice Department Tax Division that there should be, in fact, that there should be uh, uh, serious felony charges brought against Hunter Biden. And what happened? The U.S. attorneys in Washington and L.A. turned down the request to bring those prosecutions, sparing Hunter Biden the sort of charges that may have actually sent him to prison. I spent over an hour this week with one of the IRS whistleblowers, Gary Watley. We had a uh, really big and important interview uh, with him. I'm sorry, Gary Shapley. And, and we spent a lot of time together. He walked through the, the nature of the political interference. He really explained how Hunter Biden got treated different than the guy next door would have been treated in the similar circumstances. And he directly challenged the accuracy and veracity of our Attorney General Merrick Garland, saying that when he said uh, David Weiss, U.S. Attorney in Delaware, can make any decisions he wants, he wasn't telling the truth. David Weiss told us he had to go to the U.S. Attorneys in two other cities. They turned him down. Then he asked to be named a special prosecutor, and, and Attorney General Merrick Garland turned him down. So this is a really significant moment, and it's so significant not only the mainstream media covering it, but three separate House committees jointly. This is very unprecedented. It doesn't happen very often in Washington. Three separate House committees are going to work together to interview all of the Justice Department officials that were involved in this case to find out, was there political tampering, like these whistleblowers now allege, who ordered it, what consequence did it have, and, what, and did the, our Attorney General of the United States lie? Those are big questions that are going to dominate the summer here in Washington, D.C., Boy, uh, it is explosive. Do you think we'll get to the bottom of it? 
I do. I do. I've talked to several people in law enforcement who knows what's going on. They basically have said uh, Gary Shapley's account is accurate. Uh, we expect many witnesses to testify and affirm it, agents and line prosecutors and others. There's a large paper trail available to people. And I think at the end of the day, uh, the idea that the Justice Department didn't treat Hunter Biden the same as others and that Hunter Biden was spared uh, much more serious uh, felony charges probably is going to get corroborated. Uh, there'll be finger pointing. There'll be bureaucracy bungling, there'll be excuse making. But I think those two things are likely to be corroborated based on more than two dozen interviews I've done over the last week. Here is the bigger question. Just think about this, the magnitude of this. We're going to see Hunter Biden in, in July, late July, appear in court. He's going to allegedly plead guilty to two misdemeanor offenses. And it's basically going to involve $150,000 to $300,000 of taxes he didn't pay. But what Gary Shapley told me today is that the IRS, the FBI, and the United States Justice Department had proof, irrefutable proof, that Hunter Biden did not declare $8.2 million of income and welched on paying $2.2 million in taxes. He just stiffed the American taxpayers for years in not paying $2.2 million in taxes. His father began his presidency by saying, we're going to crack down on tax cheats. He wanted to hire 87,000 new agents. He wanted $80 billion in new IRS enforcement. Apparently, that IRS enforcement doesn't involve enforcing taxes on his son, who now has, you know, will plead to minor charges, but the record of what he did, so much more substantial. Yeah, and also, by the way, also on the gun issues. On the gun issues, he That's is right. getting this diversion. Explain that, because here is his father. Uh, you talked about the hypocrisy of him ordering, you know, tens of thousands more IRS agents. Yeah. And here it is with the son. And gun look on control. the gun, pushing gun control. And, and what did his son do? His son falsely attested on a federal firearms application, the uh, application you need to own a federal firearm, uh, uh, that he, wa he wasn't addicted to drugs. He didn't abuse drugs. Of course, we know from Hunter Biden's book, his own interviews, he was uh, significantly abusing drugs at that time. That is a felony offense. He's charged with that felony offense right now. But he will not have to plead or be convicted of it if he spends the next two years being a good guy. That's the sort of, agree uh, the sort of deal that a lot of people don't normally get in these cases. But uh, even more significantly, people who uh, walk away and try not to pay millions of dollars of taxes on millions of dollars of income usually get treated and punished much more severely than Hunter Biden. So the idea of a dual system of justice is significant just in the outcome of the case. Now take a look at all of the, the literally the incredible meddling that went on. Gary Shapley, for quite some time, described what happens. They get evidence. They meet the probable cause standard to uh, do a search warrant in the guest home at Joe Biden's house in Delaware. They're told they met the standard. They actually meet the standard of probable cause, and then they are denied the search warrant. They find out that Hunter Biden has business records that lay out his tax scheme in a storage locker. Now, remember, a few years ago, the AP tipped off the Justice Department that Paul Manafort, the Trump campaign chairman, had a, business, uh, had a storage locker of documents. Boy, the FBI Justice Department had no problem getting a search warrant. Well, once again, the agents met the standard. There's probable cause to search the locker. They're denied the search warrant. And then, to their amazement, Hunter Biden's lawyers are tipped off 
that uh, the FBI and IRS were thinking of raiding that storage locker, giving Hunter Biden's team the potential opportunity to get rid of evidence or move evidence and obstruct the investigation. I'm not saying they did that, but you don't do tip-offs. That doesn't happen. They're told, hey, uh, the, uh, they tell the prosecutors, we need to interview the grandchildren, Hunter Biden's children, because we think that they may have charged some expenses on the credit card, and then Hunter Biden charged it as business expenses when they were personal. They're told there's no upside. You're not going to interview the president's grandchildren. Not going to happen. They're uh, they're told there are other witnesses they want to ask about the big guy, the 10 percent reserved for the big guy. We know who that is now. Joe Biden said you're not allowed to ask those questions. That does not happen in other investigations. It certainly did not happen in Donald Trump's uh, case. His people's storage lockers were raided. His home was raided. Joe Biden's home was not raided despite a probable cause finding, nor was the storage locker for Hunter Biden. Clearly, very disparate treatment. I think a lot of people would call this tampering with the case. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Yeah, certainly. And if you look at also even just the way they handle the classified documents, on the classified documents, they go with guns blazing to Mar-a-Lago. And yet here we've heard peep, uh, zilch from the special counsel that supposedly is looking into Biden. Meanwhile, those documents were in several locations, including near their Corvette in an open, basically, garage in Delaware. I mean, it's almost like you can't even make it up. The hypocrisy really is incredible. Also, you know, you talked about uh, Merrick Garland, the attorney general. What could happen? And do you think we'll get to the point where if indeed we and obviously you and I always go on facts, we're journalists. If indeed it looks like the whistleblower is correct, the whistleblowers, because it's not just Shapley, it's also the guy who worked for him at IRS. That's right. If indeed it turns out that their statements are correct, and I know there's that email where he sends it to one of his superiors who's in the meeting and he says, yeah, Mm -hmm. you basically have it right. Um, But if indeed once they put all these people under oath, which I assume they're going to do soon, Mm -hmm. and they come forward and say, yeah, that's exactly correct. David Weiss, the U.S. uh, attorney there in Delaware, didn't have uh, the authority. He basically had his hands strong. You know, this was all these things. And Merrick Garland, it turns out, is not telling the truth. And we can prove that he somehow was aware of it or executed orders to block things. What is going to happen to Merrick Garland? Well, if you heard uh, Kevin McCarthy over the weekend, Kevin McCarthy said, hey, I'm open to the possibility we begin impeachment proceedings and remove the attorney general of the United States, Merrick Garland. Remember, Merrick Garland got off to a bumpy start well before the Hunter Biden stuff. He's the guy that uh, sicked the FBI on parents who were simply exercising their First Amendment rights at school board meetings and treated them as though they were domestic terrorists. He had to back off and apologize and uh, reverse course on that. He already has had one major misstep that a lot of attorney generals usually don't survive, now we have this possibility if the agents and other witnesses and prosecutors affirm the whistleblower's count. In my reporting, I've talked to people that I believe the congressional committees will be able to find and they will be able to corroborate. They may even have 
emails and text messages that will further back up these accounts, then the attorney general has some very serious explaining to do because Senator Grassley really pinned him down in the questioning several weeks ago, gave him plenty of chance to say, well, I'm not sure. I don't know. No, that doesn't seem right, but I'm not sure. He really doubled down on this idea that uh, there was no political interference. Weiss could bring the charges without having to go to other U.S. attorneys. We now know that not to be the case. Um, And I think that those are the sort of moments that will decide how far down the impeachment process the House Republicans may go if that gets validated. My reporting tells me there are many other witnesses that these committees are going to find. The three committees are going to work together. House Ways and Means Committee, that's the committee that found Shapley and got his testimony, made it public. House Judiciary Committee, that's uh, doing all the investigations of weaponization. That's Jim Jordan's committee. And then James Comer's committee, the House Oversight Committee, that's really the lead on all the business dealings and the foreign money and the possibility that there was not only corruption, but national security jeopardy in the Biden family's actions. All three are going to work together. It's rare for three committees to do something jointly like this. It signals just how serious a moment this country and this presidency may be soon facing. Yeah, it is extraordinary. I mean, the fact that they're all working together, have different layers Give us a sense of the timetable. I believe they're going to get started tomorrow. I had Jim Jordan on my television show tonight. Hey, we're not wasting any time. He had his, as he always said, his jacket off and his shirt rolled up. And he was already talking about getting to work on this. They know who they want. There are three U.S. attorneys. David Weiss, the U.S. attorney in um, uh, Delaware, and then the U.S. attorneys in Los Angeles and District of Columbia who allegedly turned down charging Hunter Biden with that. There's an assistant U.S. attorney who did a lot of the agents, you're not going to get to do this, even though you should normally be allowed to do this. We're not going to let you investigate, search, interview, ask questions. Then there are some people in the tax division of the Justice Department he laid out. And then there are other FBI and IRS agents. And they know who they want. They know where they are. And they are going to begin the process. They hope it's voluntary, but they have no problem dropping subpoenas. And I would assume that a lot of this work could get done in the next few weeks in uh, Washington, D.C., even in the summer. So uh, uh, Jim Jim Jordan was all business on the show today. He is serious about this. This is very serious stuff. And uh, not only the credibility of the attorney general, but the entire Justice Department is now on the line because the behavior described by these whistleblowers is not how the Justice Department is supposed to act on a daily basis. Yeah, and that's the big question, too. Obviously, in addition to Hunter Biden and all this stuff and stuff tied to his father, is having credibility in the Justice Department. When, When you hear this, it just stinks. Yeah, listen, that's exactly the problem. And you see the polling now. Two-thirds of Americans think that maybe um, uh, there is politics involved in the pursuit of Donald Trump. More than half of the um, United States doesn't trust the FBI anymore. And Congress has a very momentous decision ahead of it this fall. No matter what happens with impeachment and the Biden scandals and those sort of things, the uh, five-year renewal for the FISA power, the, uh, the important power that allows the FBI without a warrant to spy on Americans and counterintelligence, counterterrorism case, it expires at the end of the year. Right now, the FBI does not have the trust of enough Republicans or Democrats to get that renewed. It could lose one of the most important powers we created after the 9-11 attacks 20 years ago, 22, 23 years ago. And so uh, the FBI could lose a major, major part of its powers in an era where terrorism threats are going up, right? We have all these terrorists trying to cross the open border. So there are consequences beyond just the Hunter Biden and the presidency hanging in the balance. We have uh, the powers of the FBI perhaps 
being rejected because of the record that they've achieved over the last five years in political bias, in opening investigations that were unwarranted, not pursuing leads that might have been warranted, and snooping on Americans without legal authority. Let's keep in mind, just a few weeks ago, we learned 278,000 Americans over the last two years had their phone records rifled through without proper legal permission. The FBI did that, violating its own rules. Those are the sort of issues that Congress also have to grapple with in the middle of this big drama. You know, as you're talking about national security, John Solomon, let's get to some of the heart of what James Comer is looking at. Um, We talked with him earlier this week, too, and it is really amazing the amount of money. But he's also talking, he was saying, you know, it could be 30, 40 different banks, um, could be up to 30, 40 million dollars eventually. Where do you see that going? Because that's obviously tied to uh, potentially, you know, a a pay for play bribery scheme, allegedly, even with the, you know, with Joe Biden. Biden. And, and I keep thinking of that WhatsApp message, John Salma, where it said, yeah. I'm sitting next to my father. My father says, again, you know, uh, they're using the I'm a crack addict defense uh, from the Hunter Biden team, John Salman. But where do you see that going? Because that is explosive. It is explosive and it, it, even more amazing. So the, the, the text message is going to lend itself to the classic, well, Hunter Biden was bluffing or Hunter Biden was drug addicted. Here's something that's not going to be in dispute. Rob Walker, a longtime family friend of the Bidens, a confidant of both Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, gave the FBI a statement in an FBI 302 that was now made public by these whistleblowers in which uh, Rob Walker said, of course, President Biden met with the Chinese energy officials and his son. I know I was there. Joe Biden keeps saying, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't meet. It's not true. It's not true. I didn't meet with the Chinese. His own friend is calling bunk on him right now. He's calling the Blarney, as, as Joe Biden might say. And I think that that there's a growing credibility problem for Joe Biden. Joe Biden looked in the camera and said, I'm going to be a drama-free president. I'm not going to have all the problems that you think Donald Trump has. I'm going to restore confidence in government. And by the way, I had nothing to do with my son's business deals. And that laptop is Russian disinformation. We now know the Russian disinformation claim was a complete political bruise. We now know that Joe Biden did meet with his business partners. And we now know that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, at least evidentiary-wise, were talking about squeezing the Chinese for money, a time when uh, American-U.S. relations with China were worsening, and they're trying to shake down the Chinese in an energy company. I do think that those raise grave national security concerns. Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson tried to raise those in 2020, and they were told they were conspiracy theorists. They were Russian disinformation artists. They have been proven right. And now the Biden family has a lot to answer for because Joe Biden gave answers that simply aren't supported by the evidence anymore. You know, you brought up Rob Walker. Also, Devin Archer is going to be testifying soon. Talk about the significance of that. He's the guy that gets Hunter Biden the job on uh, the Ukrainian board, Verisma, where there's tax evasion and maybe where there's bribe. If there is an alleged bribe, that's where it comes from. Allegedly, he's the guy that meets with the president. Uh, He's at many of the meetings. He attends the Verisma board meetings. I think one of the big questions Congress will want to ask Devin Archer did Joe Biden ever have any contact with Breesman? Did he ever dial into a board meeting? Did he ever dial into a meeting? Did he ever send a message to the Breesman board or its executives that he was taking care of something? Why did he give that speech the 
week that Joe Hunter Biden begins on the border of Burisma in April 2014, why did Joe Biden suddenly go to Ukraine and give a speech saying natural gas? We're going to help expand natural gas. That's what Ukraine needs to do, which, by the way, that was the main product of Burisma, natural gas. There, these are the sort of questions that Devin Archer can answer. Devin Archer can also answer another question. Devin Archer has been convicted of fleecing an Indian tribe with a company that he and Hunter Biden were both involved in. One of the questions I know lawmakers will ask him if they get the chance. Was Hunter Biden in any way involved in that fraud or was he a beneficiary? Did he get did he end up landing some of the money that was fleeced from that tribe? These are questions that we've been denied for years and years. Devin Archer can answer many of them over the next few weeks. Do you feel um, in final, John Solomon, that the media seems to realize how serious this is, just as you started with? I'm seeing that, too. I mean, you're seeing now at the White House, uh, reporters from different media are asking some questions. And you also see uh, Gary Shapley. I mean, he was on, you know, obviously with you. Um, he was also CBS. with CBS. Exactly. I mean, he seems to be coming out because he seems very credible. This yeah. is a guy who was a senior supervisory agent for many years, and now he's got corroboration, too. Do you yeah. feel there's sort of a, a, a mood swing or a turn of the tide just because he does seem so credible and he also has corroboration? Yeah, I, I do. I do believe the media has turned a, a significant corner. I think it's taken a long time, way too long, given the body of evidence that's long been out there. When I first broke the stories up the Hill in 2019, for a period of time, WABC, ABC News, uh, the, the, the television network, and uh, New York Times corroborated my reporting. And then all of a sudden, the media turned around and said the reporting they had just corroborated wasn't true, and they turned on me. They called me a conspiracy theorist. Of course, everything I had then and now has always been true because I had great sources. The FBI led me to this story in the spring of 2019. The Justice Department now knows that because they possess my reporting records. But uh, after three and four years of writing cover, going with the Russian disinformation angle, the conspiracy theory, no basis for it, they realize now that Joe Biden and the Biden family misled them, that Democrats misled them. And people like Gary Shapley, who have a very credible record, a guy who's recovered, according to the interview I did with him today, upwards of $5 billion in tax money lost to cheats. He's recovered that for the American public just in the last few years. This is a very accomplished criminal investigator, never been involved in politics. They're starting to say, well, listen, if guys like that are coming forward, I got to pay attention. And I, I, I worked with CBS News to break the original IRS whistleblower story alongside of them. I've had the New York Times, the Washington Post, major television networks, major radio networks reach out to me over the last few months people who derided me a couple of years now realizing, well, I was right then and I'm right now. And they're now starting to, hey, can you help us find this? Can, we, can you help us reach this person? And I think that's a good thing. And I've been willing to do that because I think for the country, getting to the truth, no matter what it is, wherever the truth falls, is a good thing. We've been denied a lot of truth. We've been denied a lot of free speech, as we learned earlier this week from the House Judiciary Committee report that exposed government-run censorship. And I think now Americans are craving the truth, and the media seems like they're waking up to the idea that they're going to deliver it. Yeah, absolutely, which is a refreshing change. And by the way, everybody, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast. And John Solomon, thanks for all you do to protect America, our democracy, and to get to the truth. You've done such great work on this and so many other stories. Thanks for being here. Oh, my honor, Rita. I love everything that you do, and I love your show. And everybody, I'll be back soon with another great edition of Protecting America. And of course, you can catch me every weeknight, 10 p.m. to midnight, on the legendary WABC Radio. This is Rita Cosby. 
And thanks for all you do to protect America.